Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by BJ Armstrong. And BJ, coming off the Lakers Hornets overtime showdown last night, I'm tired. I'm worn out, but I got I got a lot of good basketball in. We got to talk all about it. How are you feeling today? Well, I don't know about good basketball. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, <laughs> hey, I'm a little biased. You know what I mean? I, I was, I was excited that my buzz were competing. That's good to the, see. The buzz, they were in the building. Yes. But that's about it. <laughs> wasn't any good basketball, but yeah. the buzz, they were in the building. Mm. Very winnable game for the buzz. Your buzz. Yeah. I thought they had made a step. Especially early in the season. It's Three and zero, first season. time in franchise history. All things were, you know, we were moving in the right direction at one point, but now I think we lost five of the last six that we. Yes, and the thing about the buzz watching last night was defensively. Mm. Defensively, they're going to have to figure out something if they're going to compete. They can score, very entertaining. They're down ten, they're up five. <laughs> They're down 19. <laughs> yeah. They're up 12. That's this team. I mean, you know what I mean? The, they they the, could be the, anything. They're very, they are, without question, in the entertainment section, section of the NBA. Yes. You want to be entertained, let's watch the buzz. Mm. Now, but if they're going to be consistent in the W column, they're going to have to play defense. And right now, defense seems to be lacking in the buzz's locker room. Yeah, they, uh, they're they a young team, right? They're still figuring it out. But, I mean, there were moments in this game. Miles Bridges, for example. We've been excited about Miles Bridges and, and sort of the step that he's taken. I, I was proud of him last night in this game. LaMelo, um, you look at the stat line, 25-15-11. Um, this this is something that, you know, these are magical numbers, BJ. I know we don't want to get obsessed with the box score, but, I mean, LaMelo's putting up his numbers. But you look at that Clippers game, you're up 22 points going into the fourth fourth quarter. 19 points, and then you let the Clippers go on a 22-0 run, and you end up losing that game. That wasn't good. So the L.A. trip has not been great for the buzz, but I want to talk about the Lakers a little bit. Uh, what, what are we seeing from this team? They're 6-5 and five right now, uh, on the verge of being below 500 if things go wrong in this overtime game. They've been scratching and clawing and surviving so far. Obviously, LeBron is out right now, but is it time for us to hit the panic button on the Lakers? Because at the start of the year, you and I both were, were right there hovering over the panic button, you know, trying to see what this would look like. And so far, it's been a wild experiment. The Lakers are an older team. Yes. Tate, and these games keep coming. Mm-hmm. Overtime. Yeah, they, just, they are yeah. accomplished. Let's look at their resume. By the way, again, we're talking about Carmelo Anthony. Who's been amazing. Carmelo Anthony is on fire. Yes, he can't play much better than this. That That is okay. the really the thing with the Lakers. No, Carmelo Anthony is a star role player. He was a star, mm-hmm. you know, star player. <laughs> now he's a star role player. Is there is that a such thing? Is it, yeah, we, no, we, it makes sense. Midas, can you put that? You know, he's a he, star he, star he player. He might be the sixth man of the year right now. 29 points in 36 minutes last night. Man, the, the guy is shooting lights out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, he's shooting lights out. And so I don't know how long this is going to continue. You know, you live by the jumper. And you know they say you, you know you you you're gonna you're gonna be in trouble by that jump <laughs> at some point now. But he's right now, he's keeping the Lakers in the game, mm. without question. Mm. The Lakers are old, and this is a young man's game, Tate. This is a, it, it. Always reminds it always every time I watch the Lakers, I always go back to that. I remember when I called my dad. I said, Dad, I, I think I'm thinking about retiring. He said, Why? 
I said, Dad, I, I, it's a young man's game. I mm. can't. I spend more time preparing for the game than actually playing the game. Yeah. Like when every time I look at the Lakers, they get subbed, and I see heat packs, ice bags. I see. <laughs> I, I, I see all types of, you know, electrotherapy going yeah. on as a guy sitting Theraguns, on the bench. Hyper oh, ice, man. whatever it is. Yeah. And I thought, and I always say to myself, you know. It's a young man's game. Mm. So these games are going to keep coming. You know, LeBron is out right now. You know, Anthony Davis has missed a few games. AD missed a few games. You know, Russell is the way he plays. You know, I don't know how long he can continue to play at this pace. Mm. But they are a 500 team. That's about right. That's what I see right now. But their resumes look great. I mean, great resume. Yeah. But it's, it's tough. And someone's got to play these regular season games. Someone has to play these back-to-back games. And the body, it talks to you, Tate. You know, you're young. Yeah. But, Tate, when I wake up in the morning, I got to talk to it. Okay, what's going on today? Mm. Oh, man, the knee hurt, the ankle hurt, the back hurt. You got to find your pressure points. and I got to find my comfort zone. I got to sit down. I got to find the right position to sit down, Tate. And BJ, (laughs) it's it's one thing to play the 48 minutes that you're supposed to play and get out of there cleaning at a W, but the fact that you have to go to overtime and you're extending these games, and now you get to the position where Russell Westbrook plays 41 minutes in this game. Anthony Davis plays 43 minutes in this game, BJ. That's too much. That's too much, Tate. This, This is not a good recipe for the Lakers. They won the game. Winning covers everything up. Mm-hmm. But the recovery is what I'm concerned about. Yep. The recovery, and I just I, I think that's way too minutes for both of those players for the regular season. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the bench too, I mean, guys like Austin Reeves are playing 27 minutes. I mean, they they are they are deep into the bench. They are, like you said, I mean, we got a lot of guys that are out, like LeBron James, Trevor Ariza, uh, THT, who the young kids love out here in Los Angeles. He's also out. So, you know, you can point to some guys that will come in and carry some of those minutes, but as soon as one guy steps up, there's probably another injury, but that's 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 how these things work. So it is going to be fascinating to watch the Lakers. I think you you said it and hit the nail on the head. They are a just above 500 team, and they're going to have to figure out, you know, how they can – find a way into the playoffs in the Western Conference. I mean, that, I think, that's going to be I a think, real question. I'm going to say this about the Lakers. This team reminds me of a team that is saying the following. We don't care where we get into the playoffs. Just get us we there. We believe yeah. if we are healthy and we are in the playoffs, that we can win it. And now, it's, it's kind of what they tried to do last year, right? I mean, that, yes, that was the idea. That, that's where that's – where, that's the mentality that I see watching this team. They're not going to panic. They're just finding a way to get through the season. Hopefully, they'll have enough able bodies to where they can win games based on their experience and their talent and overwhelm people with that. But overall, Tate, it's going to be very difficult for this team with this group as it is Mm. to win and get a cohesive team flow going because these guys are going to have to miss games to get through the regular season. Now, I will say this. If they are all healthy, at the, in the playoffs, they're one of the most dangerous teams. I mean, they have the best duo potentially in basketball. When you talk about Anthony Davis and LeBron, James. because the game's going to slow down, the yeah. game is going to get you know more pressure, and they have players, LeBron James in particular, that could play in that 
in that moment. And guys like so, Carmelo Anthony who can hit big shots if you need him to hit a big shot. And yeah, they got. They yeah, got well, the you right got to honor Carmelo. You have to honor Carmelo. I mean, Carmelo has showed once again that he is he still got it, and I and I love it. And I'm I'm rooting for Carmelo. You know, I've been watching him since he's been a high school kid out of the Baltimore area. And <laughs> okay. there's one thing about Carmelo, I can say, Carmelo can put that ball in that basket. Always. No, he never he, been a question. Syracuse, Oak Hill, middle school, school. <laughs> church league. <laughs> Carmelo can put that ball in the basket. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, he and he was terrific last night. He really was. And, uh, I mean, he is one of the bright spots when you talk about this Lakers team. Let's talk about a bright spot in basketball. And he is number 30 in the Bay. And he is doing things historically, Ooh. BJ, that we have not seen since Wilt Chamberlain. And uh, that is a 50-10 and 10 game. He is now the oldest player in NBA history to put up a 50-10 and 10 game. So much so that I saw this morning Skip Bayless and Shannon, they were saying that Steph Curry is top 10 all time after this type of performance. Now that might be a stretch for me to jump into, but that is the, the conversation that this man is in yet again. A lot of 2015 flashbacks. And a lot of people remembering that Steph Curry I mean, the guy is special. The guy is different. And he's a competitor, as you and I have talked about multiple times on this show. And he's shown it again. Again, 50-10. and 10, The Warriors are 9-1. and one, And Stephen A. Smith, much to you and I's shock, has claimed the Warriors as the favorites to win the NBA title, BJ. we got to talk about that, too. <laughs> I, think, I think that might have thrown you over the edge. Did, you, did your face just drop right then when I said that? But let, let's talk you about see, Steph Curry Tate, first. Steph Curry's I, doing great yeah, things. I'm going to talk about what's in between the lines. Yes. I, I made a commitment to you, Tate, when I appreciate we started that. this show, mm -hmm. is to talk about what's in between the lines. It's the stuff outside the lines that always gets me. Outside the lines, we'll, we'll get to that. But let's start with 57-10. and 10. That's pretty impressive, okay. BJ. Okay. I watched that game last night. Me too. Because I always love to see the transition, if you will, of the young players wanting to come after the older players. Mm. Last week, we talked about LaMelo was coming after Steph, Steph. Curry. This was Trey Young's time. And I said, Trey Young now is going to come after Steph Curry. And in the first half, he did. Mm. He had like, I think he had a 20-something in the first half. Yep, he did. Ended up with 28-9. Okay. And the Atlanta Hawks were up like 15 yeah. early in the game. They I were. was like, oh, okay. Wait a minute. Hey, maybe we got something here. You know? Hey, you know, I, I picked up my cell phone and I said, uh, Warriors, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really what I did is I called my son. I said, you know, hey, you know, Oscar, we got a problem up here in Golden State. He was like, you watching the game? I was like, yeah. So, I go to watch the second half with my son. Mm. And Steph Curry puts on a show. He puts on a show. He puts, he puts on a show. And I'm going to say this about Steph. I don't know about all this top 10 greatest of all time. Mm. And the reason I say that is because of the following. In order to be top 10 of all time, you have to be what I, me, I'm just taking credit for me, what, how I think about this game. You have to be what's called a standalone player. You have to be able to do that anywhere, anytime, any day mm. against anybody. And 
That's not his game. He just can't go out and just go get 50 on his own. Now, you put the you put the right system around him and allow him to play the way he plays without the responsibility. Because again, I have a hard time saying this with no criticism. He has redefined that position from the standpoint he's not a traditional point guard. He's not a traditional two guard. If, if he, should be, say, he should be called literally a shooting guard. Shooting. That, that is what I, he is. I, he's I, a shooting I, guard. I, I don't know what he is. I, I don't know. He, he <laughs> I know is, the shooting guard is traditionally the two, but he should he, just be called a shooting guard. That, that is you know what how, you know what You know how we're living in the automobile industry where everything is converting over to electric? Mm-hmm. Well, he's the first one. Yeah. He's the Tesla. He's the Tesla. He is the Tesla. He's not a combustion engine. He's not the traditional car or automobile as we know it. He's not the tra- There's nothing traditional about his game and how he plays. Mm. Okay, the ball is rebounded. He doesn't have to go get the outlet. <laughs> the play is called. He doesn't have to set up and initiate the offense. This is, he is a very unique player as all the great players are. They are unique in their own right. Mm-hmm. He's very unique. It fits in this day and age, and it fits in this system. But if you're telling me right now, okay, you said top 10. These top 10 players, mm-hmm. you could drop them off in any era, and they're going to be who they are because they are standalone talents. I don't care what era. You put Wilt Chamberlain in this era, he's still going to get 30 and 20. Mm. You put Shaq in this era. You put Michael in this era. Some of these players are just standalone players. When you start saying top 10, you put Giannis in any era, Giannis is going to be Giannis. I don't Mm. care what era you put him in. Mm. Now, y'all can't tell me if you put him in that 80 or 90s era that Steph Curry would be playing the way y'all looking at today. (laughs) No. Mm. No. That's not happening. First of all, none of us were shooting that many threes in that era. Yeah, no, he 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 is just a different he, conversation he's always. A, he's a, yes, that that, he, that is the thing with he, Steph Curry. You can't really have is, a traditional conversation. You can't compare the Model T the, the, to a see, Tesla. He, this guy is the new era of basketball. Well, however y'all want to define it. If y'all want to say he's the greatest in the modern era, put it there. Yeah. But when you start saying, I like that to say, era, I like to say that he's the greatest showman of this century. I mean, th- this man puts on a show. Like, well, you know, I, I, I can't say that. You hurt my heart when you say Dr. J. Well, That's no, of this century is what I'm saying, not Dr. J. I mean, Dr. J's last century, Michael's last century. But I'm saying he he brought he brings in that same flair where people come to warm ups to see this guy shoot. You know what I mean? They just want to see him on a basketball court. He's a show. He has perfected a skill. Yes, that without question. Without question. He's a master. He has perfected the art of shooting. Mm-hmm. He's perfected that. So much so that he's perfected how we defend the point guard position or whatever whatever position he is. He's so I mean, good that the rest of the teams conformed how they played the game of basketball. basketball. Right. You have, to, you have to adjust how he plays because there's nothing traditional about how he plays. Mm-hmm. If I just make, but again, give Steve Kerr credit. If you made him into a point guard, 
you would you wouldn't be utilizing his entire skill set. Mm. You you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Here? Well, I mean, so, when Don Nelson drafted him, he said he's the best passer in the draft, but we we don't necessarily need him to be passing the ball. We need him to shoot the ball. <laughs> I mean, you know, he plays a unique style all unto himself. Yes. He runs it, around, and I don't. I, it's it's just yeah. unique to him. Like there's, but, there's, but the Warriors are nine and one, and people are seeing these 2015, 2016, 16. you know, Steph Curry like performances, and guys like Stephen A. Smith are now saying the Warriors are the favorites to win the title, which I think is unfair to even Steph because I, I don't think they have the horses or the pieces well, necessarily I, I to even be in that conversation. This is, this right. is what this is what, despite the record, I'm just going to refer to outside the lines is missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can devise a game plan in the playoffs to stop that, or at least to to to, to slow that affect down. It. To slow. Yeah. You're not gonna stop him. You're gonna to affect slow it. it down. Yeah, yeah. I can slow it. You you follow what I'm saying? Here. Yeah, yeah. I I got time to devise a game plan to slow that down. Ty Lue is a guy that you know okay. we sell in the playoffs. And, and, and the reason can, I'm sharing this with you is because if we go back into all of the finals, there's a reason in the finals he struggles. You understand what I'm saying here? I'm not saying he's he did, not clutch. He did grow, he just, did grow into it, but the last finals, I mean, he's averaging 30 a game, but okay. KD's but averaging 30 a, also. So you know, There's a reason because you can devise a game plan. What's the game plan? Good teams do the following. I'm going to reduce the amount of shots attempted during the game. Mm-hmm. FGAs. And, okay. I'm going to reduce the times of what I call – just coming down and just taking a shot, like for no reason at all. <laughs> hey, okay, these guys just just uh, heave up a shot, right? Trey Young just heaves up a shot. Like yep. for, you're not gonna play that way in the playoffs. And if a guy scores two or three baskets in the playoffs, you're probably gonna call a timeout because every possession counts. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say what he's doing in the regular season in game what number nine or ten is going to be the same thing that's gonna happen in the playoffs, especially as you advance because every Round that you do advance, Tate, you take away something because the team is better. Mm-hmm. The second round team, the reason they advance to the second round because they're better than the first round team. Yep. And then once you get to the conference finals, they're better than the team you face in the second round. And once you get to the NBA finals, you're going to play against Drew Holiday for seven games. Drew Holiday is a little different than playing against, and no disrespect, Herder and Trey Young. Mm-hmm. That's a little different. You know, you understand yeah, yeah. what I'm saying here? So I'm not going to say all of those things and disrespect the game because the game requires you to respect it at all the time. Because if you start <laughs> saying, well, he averaged 30 in high, in high school, he's going to average 30 in college, and then he's going to average 30. No, that's not how this game works. So I want to admire what he did yesterday. The man had 50. I loved every moment of it. Mm-hmm. Man had 50. It's a show. But but I'm going to say this is a very unique thing we're seeing because, Tate, I can't recall another player in all of my years at that position that is allowed to play that way. I can't think of another player. Yeah, he has the ultimate freedom, yeah. Well, I, don't, it, I think Derrick Rose said it best. Every player is looking to play with freedom. Mm-hmm. Okay, you are a point guard by position. But you have no point guard responsibility. <laughs> like, I don't know. Name me another. Oh, let's look at the other 29 teams. What other guard has the ability to play that way? Mm. 
Because even Harden is, you know, he's if you want to call him a point guard, he, I mean, he's still facilitating and, and James Harden averaged thirty five points a game. Suddenly now the guy, what he can't score now. Mm-hmm. But, but the reason he can't score because he has he has a responsibility now to initiate and do all the other things. Yes, Th- this is you, you understand. So playing the way he's playing, he's playing in a way that. You know, that, you know, the ball. And it's not one-to-one because the reason why he doesn't have those responsibilities is because as soon as he gets across half court, he is the eye, he is uh, the focus he, of the defense. He the, he is running around. They're setting screens for him. He He's trying to find space. I mean, it, it's just a totally get, different game. You miss on the offensive end. You miss. Mm-hmm. There isn't another guard that's not trying to get to the outlet to get the ball after the miss if, the, if he doesn't rebound it himself. Mm-hmm. He gets the ball, and he just takes off. He just takes off with no responsibility for, like, getting the ball, getting it into the offense or anything. And then whether it's Andre Iguodala, you know, Draymond or whomever, without question, he's coming off of screens and doing things that are just very unique. Give them credit. Give him credit for figuring this out. Mm Mm-hmm. Because no one, you can't duplicate this in a practice because you don't see players like this. Mm-hmm. So the guy, I understand why he respects Reggie Miller because Reggie Miller came off screens like that. Mm-hmm. But I also respect he has a handle like an Isaiah Thomas. I respect the fact he has a lethal step back. The Ooh. guy can pass, do all of the things. He has all of the skill sets to do it. I'm not saying he can't do it. But Tate, this is a very, very unique situation, one that we should admire instead of saying he's this, he's that. Because I can assure you, he's not driving to the whole shooting runners in our era mm-hmm. without feeling some contact. <laughs> well, that's, always, that's you, always been the Steph Curry I, I can assure you, right? I can assure you <laughs> that playing in that era with hand checking is a little different. Mm. I can assure you, I'm not saying he wouldn't have figured it out. I'm not saying he wouldn't have figured out how to be a 25-point scorer like he currently is. But it wouldn't look like this. But I can assure you that all of those guys who were scoring in that era, they would be scoring in this era. Mm. Why? Because you know what? That game was a little different. The physicality of the game. I can't imagine watching some of these guys like Alex English and some of these guys play in this era where you couldn't touch them. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. I'm not saying Vinny Johnson. I'm not saying they're better. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying the players in this era couldn't play in that era. Kevin Durant, for instance, would score 30 points in that era. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't think, I just think when people do that, that they, you know, it, it just makes it so it's not even a fun conversation about Steph Curry. Yeah, then we gotta do yeah, the whole yeah. like back saying, and forth, who fits where, who are we kicking out of the top ten. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. But you yeah, you, you, yeah. you you can't you can't say that about him, which makes him unique is if I put him on the team with Shaq, he's not gonna be Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Just Shaq. If I put him on a team with Dennis Rodman, he's not he's not Steph Curry. But some of these guys are just standalone. I don't care who you put them with. You put them on with you and I. Mm-hmm. You put them on with anybody. 
It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Hakeem Olajuwon is going to be a king whether he played with you, me, Kenny Smith, and our favorite <laughs> friend Vernon Maxwell. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he was. He's going to be dream. Oh man. You you follow what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, Kareem yeah. was going to score thirty eight thousand points whether he played with Magic, Michael Cooper, Oscar Robert. It didn't matter. Like he was that good. Like, but if you start saying some of these players, you just drop them off. No, no. I'm not going to allow you to disrespect the game because yeah, let me we, tell you something here. Happen. I want to say this here because I've been wanting to say this for a long time. We don't give Isaiah Thomas from the Detroit Pistons enough credit mm-hmm. because everything Steph Curry is doing now, I saw Isaiah Thomas do when needed. Mm-hmm. Everything Steph Curry is doing right now, I saw Isaiah Thomas do when needed. Could Isaiah Thomas shoot the ball as prolific as Steph Curry? Absolutely not. No, he couldn't. He could not. But I saw him score 20-something points in a quarter when needed in the NBA Finals. I saw him get off the ball and run around and do the things that Steph Curry's doing when needed. I saw him also control a game without scoring the ball when needed. Mm. You understand? Tate, I saw a player, if Isaiah Thomas was allowed to just run around and score points, without question, he would have averaged 25 to 30 points a game because you couldn't stop him. He was Kyrie and Steph Curry before. They just do it more often because that's how they are allowed to play in today's game. Because the responsibilities at that position were a little different than they currently are today. It's just a different game. Yeah. The game has changed now to where I saw this little guy play in a league where his hand checking and it was a big man's league. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a guards league. Isaiah Thomas, if allowed to do what the guards are doing today, he would have been AI and Steph Curry before AI, Steph Curry, and Kyrie and all these guys because he was that skilled and he could score that basketball. And I saw Isaiah Thomas, you know, on NBA TV during the uh, Grizzlies uh, Timberwolves game yesterday, and he was talking about the point guard position. And, you know, you said on our last episode you thought John Moran was the best point guard in basketball. Isaiah Thomas agrees with you. And this is – I don't know if you guys talked about I this. I didn't see it. No, I haven't. I haven't no. <laughs> but that's what he said yesterday. He said that he thought the two best point guard. he said, he said take – as you and I would do on this show, he said, let's take right. Chris Paul, Steph Curry. Let's take those Kyrie. Let's take them out of the conversation. We know who they are as point guards. But he said as far as the future of the position and, and where the position is going and who is who has the reins of the position, he said Trey Young and John Moran were the two guys. And he said that they I, were I'm, doing an amazing job. With that, I'm with going that to disagree skillset. with Trey with Trey Young. Okay, I, and the reason I'm going to disagree with Trey Young is the following: Trey Young falls into that category of Steph, again of Steph Curry, right? whatever he, that is. Yeah. He falls into. He's a shooting guard, but he's a point guard. He yeah. has to be allowed to play that way so that he can be effective. Okay. Yeah, I mean, do, the, do you think Iverson falls in that category as well? Right, I, 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 AI Bubba Chuck. AI, if AI would have been a point guard, I would have just been fascinated to see how good he really would have become. Mm -hmm. Because he did this against people who were four or five inches taller than him and 20 to 30 to 40 pounds bigger than him. And he still 
put up 20,000 points in this league. And also, uh, because Larry Brown didn't want to put those point guard responsibilities on his shoulder, he had Eric Snow or whoever it was he, he, play the point he, he, guard. Okay, so you took him off the ball. Imagine if AI was able to play against people like me, which were his size. He was de- he was destroying people four, five, six inches taller than him. Yeah, Vince Carter. He's going to Vince Imagine Carter. if yeah. he was allowed to play against people like me, his mm. size. Okay, this is what's so impressive about AI. When they say pound for pound, he's up there. Yeah. Now, if AI was playing in today's game, you couldn't touch him. <laughs> this is what you know what I'm saying here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this is you couldn't touch him. All right, you. you this is what I'm saying. The rules matter. So when people start saying all of these things, like AI was doing this against the rules. Now, I want to say this about Trey Young. I want to get back to my Trey Young. Trey Young falls into that category. He's got score. Like, he can't control the game like Isaiah Thomas could or Magic Johnson or Jason Kidd, even John Morant without mm-hmm. scoring. But I'm going to tell you who I think is the is there's one and then there's one B. This kid, Shea Alexander. I like, yeah, Shay's, Shay's got now, something. Now, Shay is a real problem right now. <laughs> he he okay? listened to Chris Paul and Chris Paul was in town. Shay is a problem. Mm-hmm. John Morant is John Morant. But Shay Again, Alexander, Isaiah Thomas agreed with you. Offhand, he she, said best yeah, point guard she, in basketball. Shay Alexander is number two. He's really 1B. Shay Alexander is a problem. Mm. He's a problem. Now, I'm telling y'all right now, before it all happened, so that way it won't be like, go back to this, Midas. Shea Alexander (laughs) is without question an elite top 15 player in the NBA. And I'm not mentioning my words. A top 15 player. Once he starts winning, and the only reason I'm not putting him into a top 10, because if you're a top 10 player, you should be able to win and get your team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he can do that yet. Well, that's why John Morant's probably a top 10 guy, because this he's This is why John Morant is a top, because John Morant, John Morant pushes the pace. John Morant does something. He is the pace. John Morant creates, he creates. This kid, Shea Alexander, plays at his own pace. Hey, Shea Alexander, I watched him play against the Lakers the other night. He was the best player on the floor. Oh, yeah, and he hit that logo yeah, three yeah, to no, close no, the yeah. game out. He's yeah. the best player on the floor. <laughs> he shook the whole Lakers bench. They couldn't yeah, believe yeah. he took it. Yeah, it was Shea already Alexander. in by the time they reacted. So, now, I love uh, – Trey. Uh, they, they got to – I don't even know. We got to come up with the category for them guys. But those guys are in the category where they got to score and yeah, they, they, yeah, it's like a shooting, it's like a combo it's like, guard. Yeah, it's whatever like, you it's call like it. Shea. I mean, not Shea. I'm sure Trey Young, Damian Lillard, Steph, Steph Curry, Curry Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. all of these guys. They're in this space of whatever this. They're like the new era of that position, right? They've like remember that. Remember that era when all those power forwards was Chris Webber and Rasheed Wallace and. Kevin Garnett and and they could and step out of the three point line. Tim Duncan, yeah, they, they were just Dirk, different. No, the young yeah. young Dirk, and then you know you you still had Carmelo, you had Derek Coleman, you had Charles Bark. You remember that era? That's what these these I don't know these hybrid point guards remind me of. Like, man, what a fun era! You know what I mean? Like, yep. but you got to be able to score to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know these Derrick Roses and Russell. Everybody's got to be able to score now. John Wall, okay. But when you talk about a traditional, like John Morant, oh, man. Shea Alexander, oh, man. 
Not now you got you seeing the game revert back to the essence. And, the, and and that's that's all I want to say about that. So we won't have to even bring the outside lines in. <laughs> yeah. Because the outside lines, that's that should be a perspective that everyone should talk about. But to the eye, when the game slows down, when the game gets analyzed by these some of these guys are defensive geniuses these coaches the game's going to slow down mm -hmm. and you can't put Steph Curry on the side of the floor and you can't have a great player who played from the side of the floor he's got to have all of the options available to him so he's not going to be getting all those running arounds and doing those things once the playoffs begin why because I'm going to take that away mm -hmm. no disrespect to his game but this is what it is mm. now he got a 50 piece but let's get that you know it's a little different when you're talking about game five, game six, game seven against the same guy who's been guarding you for four or five games in a row. I just think with Steph Curry, the, the, the conversation always has to begin and end with he is singular in a one-of-one, -one, right? So, like, even if you want to talk about other people and compare, like, he, he, he is totally different and separate, so it's hard to even compare him to anyone else or any era or anything, and I think that's the fascinating thing about him. I want to talk about inside the lines, something that happened, BJ. Our boy okay. Jokic. Did you see ooh, this? See, because our boy Jokic was the too. MVP last year, and a lot of guys in the league, they've been taking some cheap shots at him, you know, whether it's in comments and things like that, and during the games he might get hit a little bit. The Nuggets are dealing with some injuries. Michael Porter Jr. is out now. Obviously, we know Jamal Murray's out. And they've just been battling, trying to gut out wins. And last night he takes a hip check uh, from, you know, a Morris twin, you know, as they're prone to do, you know, send a little message. Very 90s basketball, BJ. Um, and, and Jokic did not have it. And Jokic <laughs> retaliates and, and, and sends a message his own way. And uh, I like to see the fire. That, I mean, obviously we don't like to see, you know, fights or anything like that, but it didn't break out in anything well, big or and both guys get ejected. But I, I, I like to see the Jokers fire. You know, what happened, you know, I didn't flinch what happened. What yeah. happened, happened. You know, that, that stuff happens all the time. Happens right? all the time. Practice, right? yeah. games. We just happened to see it during the course of a game. And now we're putting the light on it because it was a MVP. Now, yeah. when I first saw it, when I first saw it, because I was watching that game last night because I could I thought that was a big game for Miami. And I know Miami wanted to play well, but they didn't play well last night for whatever the reason. And when I first saw it, take, the first thing that came to me was roster construction. Mm. Like, okay, that's a, that's a weird thing to say, right? Like, when everyone else saw it, it was like, ooh. When I first saw it, I was like, roster construction. <laughs> okay? Now, Bam gets hit. Bam gets hit. Is it Markeith? Is that Markeith? Is that yeah, Markeith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Markeith goes and hits the guy who he thought fouled bam bam so it's retaliation and then and then what Jokic does is re reaction to that retaliation okay now when i say roster construction Jokic is a star mm -hmm. no one touches our star Jokic goes and retaliates on morris and i thought okay the roster construction should be someone else does that for him. That, that was my that was James, my initial, James Johnson or whoever whoever that, that guy was my is. Initial, does that. Okay, yeah. that was my initial. Second, I wanted to call Shaq. 
And I wanted to thank his family that Shaq never got that upset and hurt one of us guys who was fouling him because there was really no other way to play against somebody like Shaq. Mm -hmm. Like, next time I see his mom, Miss O'Neal, I'm going to give her a hug. Yeah, thank you for raising such a a great young man. Because Shaq was... He could have hurt somebody. Shaq, when I tell you he was a gentle giant, he was a gentle man. Mm -hmm. See, he was a gentle man. He was tough. He, He was tough. But he was gentle because Shaq took a lot of physicality and hits and all those Elbows, things because yeah. we couldn't do nothing with Shaq. <laughs> okay. There's still a play that I think I've told you Shaq could have seriously hurt me just by playing. And he, he stopped because he knew how big he was. Now, Jokic doesn't have the roster construction to feel that there's no one else on his roster that would take care of something like that. That was my that was my immediate. I was like, oh wow. So now I'm looking at their roster going. So I saw Jimmy Butler come out on Miami. Yeah. You know, Udonis Haslam is somewhere <laughs> around there. Yeah, you, Haslam. you know, UD Haslam is somewhere is on the team around there. For these types of moments. You know, yes. Kyle Lowry has a short, he has a long memory. He's yeah. around there. Yeah. And you know, I was looking for Pat Riley to come out of the stands. <laughs> I stand there with his arms crossed. Yeah. Okay. This is uh-huh. I was just looking at all of the fray. You know what I'm saying? I was just looking at all of the fray. So now I've already circled my calendar. I'm going back to the game in Miami. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. It's late November, and I'm going to be there. And I'm not looking at the game. I just want to see the construction of the roster. Mm. I just want to see because I'm not mad at Jokic. I'm not mad at what happened. I'm not mad at Markeith what happened. But you're right. There there should have been someone. There, there, in, in reality, a Morris twin should be on the Nuggets and then react for Jokic. I'm not mad moment. at what happened. Yep. That's the game of basketball. Yep. That's the game. If someone hits a player, I didn't have to worry about all of that because I always had the big fella Bill Cartwright standing there. Mm-hmm. I always had the big. I had him. I had uh, Scott Williams and all of that stuff. It'll clear itself out. What I was most concerned was, why are we allowing this star player? Mm. That, 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 that was my... So now I want to see the construction of the Denver Nuggets roster to see how they are going to respond because you know the physicality of the game is going to be heightened because everyone in the league, no one's going to say this, Tate. You're not going to hear this anywhere else but here. You know that everyone around the league saw what I saw. They are like, oh, they don't have that guy that can control the, the, the game within the game. Yeah, they don't have the so, enforcer. But you understand? So now, whether that was Paul Millsap, I don't know. Maybe Millsap was that guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe Millsap would have been the physical guy that would have came in and neutralized all that physical stuff. Because tough guys know other tough guys in the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, us little guys, we're going to talk a lot. But we can't. We, we, we're not big enough. The Oakleys and them guys... The, 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 the Davis twins in, in my era, those guys, Buck Williams, hey, man, when them guys started doing that, ain't nothing I can really do. Mm. I'm a whole, like, us guards, we're going to hold each other and say we're going to hold each other for the film. 
But when the big guys started going in there like that, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Jokic, I'm not mad at what happened. I understand why Marquise did what he did. I understand why Jimmy did what he did. I understand. And I didn't see UD, but I'm sure UD was somewhere no, in he the was building. A, he, he was around, for sure. He was around. Pat Riley, I'm sure, has already... Aaron Gordon is a guy that you, maybe maybe you go to Aaron and say, hey, this is something we need you to take on a little bit of that responsibility. Well, well, Let's make I sure that big fella doesn't take a shot do, like that. You know? well, I'm just I, all I'm saying is, I know they have enough guys over there that can play when the game gets to that level of physicality. Mm-hmm. So that's going around the league. I'm 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 sure of that. I'm sure of that that that's going around the league. It's not going to stop, and Jokic. He must feel a certain way because the game was in hand. And, you know, it was a hard foul, but it's like one of those fouls where I didn't think it, 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 you know, I couldn't hear what was going on, but it, I didn't think it. It seemed like a frustration buildup more than anything. It wasn't yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe something is going, maybe Jokic knows something. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. And I'm sure as a big, he, he takes a lot of fouls. Yeah. You know, he takes, so, a, he's taking a beating. Uh, and, and like I said, I, when I see Miss O'Neal next, I want to give her a hug because I'm telling you, if Shaq would have ever done something like that, he would have seriously, seriously hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's why I respect the bigs. I respect these bigs. Yeah. Because these bigs, I'm telling you. They got the power. Thank goodness that they're like good guys. No, it's like, it's like Greg Oden, you know. I, I'm around Greg. Greg is like the sweetest, nicest, you know, purest, gentlest, whatever you want to say, yeah, human yeah, being yeah. to be around. And he also he has size awareness, right? A lot of these bigs, they know how big they are and they know, you know, if they really put some force behind it, they could cause some real problems. So. Exactly. So, I'm interested to see because that is going around the rest of the league now. Yeah. Now, they're going to they want to see how this team responds and I'm going to see if the other teams start playing the game against the Denver Nuggets in a certain level of physicality. And see if they can because match you, it. Yeah. And see if they can match it. Because you need those guys like Jay Crowder. You need those guys like Markeith and Marcus Morris. Yeah. You need those guys like Udonis Haslam. You need these guys who can control what I call the ground space. Yeah. It's a fact. That's why all the Morris this, twins have been all, so this valuable. Is, this, is, yeah. this is what bothers me about roster construction. Mm-hmm. The numbers won't dictate why P.J. Tucker, another guy on the Miami Heat, why they're so valuable to the team. And I'm going to say this. Bulldogs. And then take, you know, Milwaukee, the Bucks are, are struggling a little bit right now. Yeah. They're struggling a little bit. When you take those guys off, because when you take those guys like P.J. Tucker and them off your team, you, you take away toughness. Okay, you take away you take away a pretty big ingredient. You don't coach toughness. You either have it or you don't. You can demand that we play tough, but either you have it or you don't. The Bucks are struggling for one reason. PJ Tucker. Yep. And someone's gonna have to fill that void because Giannis can't be Giannis and be the tough guy and be the enforcer yeah. and guard the other teams. You have to have those guys on your roster. Take some of those if, hats away from if him. If someone did that to Giannis last year, without question, P.J. Tucker is in their face. Guys, yeah. you, you understand? P.J. Tucker and uh, what's my guy? Uh, Bobby Portis. 
Bobby Porter, you see. that Bobby's the one that I think has to kind of step into that toughness role for them. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's got to do it, mm-hmm. okay? If you look at Brooklyn right now, who stuffs into that toughness? Who stu- who's that? Is it Blake? It's Blake right now, yeah. Okay, is it, is it Blake? Which is, Someone's got to do that. Yeah. This is, these are the things that I'm always concerned to talk about championship caliber teams. Like, okay, if someone did that to Steph Curry, is there any doubt Dream up. Yeah. If 23 wouldn't have been in the mix, in the fray, getting thrown. You understand? Yeah, exactly. Say what you want to about Draymond. Yeah. Uh-huh. You understand? You don't touch our star. Mm-hmm. We don't touch anybody on our team. Hey, I'm here to like, hey, man, we, this is – you don't do that. Yeah. This is – these are the things that I look at and I said, oh, something's going on there in, in, in Denver. See, that bothered me from a roster construction. Because Draymond, if you did that to Steph, to... I mean, if you did that to Chris Paul, Jay Crowder's in your face. I mean, you, you said it. there's guys, you can point them in any team, in any contender that has that guy. And, uh, you know, that that is a missing piece for, for the Lakers, for example. I mean, I don't, I don't know if LeBron James gets knocked to the floor. Is it Rondo? I mean, you know, I mean, I guess that's well, you probably know, the guy. You, listen, Rondo gets thrown out last night. Rondo, you know that's my guy. Yeah, Rondo, I'm not. Uh, Rondo, I want to make it Rondo, clear. To Rondo's the guy, I guess. I'm not. I, I wasn't like a fighter or whatever, but I understand that part of the game, right? You know, like yeah. intimidation was a part of the world that I lived in, right? Yeah, it's you know, a you had to game make sure. Level. Yeah, it was a mental game within the game. Rondo is going to be out there in it. You know, I think Russell will be in it. Dwight Howard will be in it. I think Dwight they have enough guys. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. You know, these guys. One last but, thing before we get out of here, BJ. I just got to throw this out because th- this is the, the the buzz around town. The, the Sixers, by the way, uh, lost to the Knicks, obviously, last night. But they were 8-2. and two, Now they're 8-3. and three. They've been a great basketball team despite all the roster, you know, in and out, the fluctuation and things. And now we got a rumor that the that Ben Simmons is apparently, you know, the, the Boston Celtics are reaching out about Ben Simmons. So, I mean, do, do we take – this is outside the line. Do we care? Do we, do we read anything to these storylines? Do we think there's something there? Because Jalen Brown – for Ben Simmons, BJ as a fan, I like the sound of that. I like the idea of that. That seems like a fit for everybody. If I'm a Philadelphia 76er, I'm running to that trade ASAP. (laughs) (laughs) Same. All of the Sixers and the Sixer fan base should be running. They should be to championing this yeah, idea. They should be yeah. running to that trade. They should be okay? calling Brad Stevens today it's and it. leaving a voicemail and saying, "Thank you, trade. Mr. Now, Stevens." <laughs> if I'm the if I'm the if I'm the Celtics, I'm going. What are we who doing? Who wrote this story? Yeah, who wrote this story? Okay. Now, give the Sixers credit. Midas probably started that trade rumor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Midas started that trade rumor. That's a great rumor. You know, it's one-sided. You know, it's just a one-sided, one-sided. trade. Yeah, just a one-sided trade. It's not a win-win. It's just like, I'm just going to crush you. Against their rival, too. That's what I, I I'm Yeah, thinking. exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like when I heard the trade, I just chuckled, you know? So, again... I'm going to allow the people outside the lines to All have right. their space, and I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm All going to right. stay inside so the sh- space. Shout out but, to Daryl Morey for, for putting that one out there. I please like that. tell Midas, because I know this is something <laughs> Midas did. Midas started that trade rumor. Yeah, okay. I think so. And He's if laughing. I am 
the Sixers fan base should run to that trade, though. That's a great trade. That would be a great. They're in the same draft, by the way. Uh, Jalen Brown and Ben Simmons. I mean, it would be a nice Man, swap for you everybody. Can't spend, you, you can't spend that to make me say yes to that deal on any <laughs> level. <laughs> BJ, if that deal were to get made in this, in this false reality that we're living in, the Sixers would have to be the favorites to win the title. I think. I think immediately I would put them as the favorites to win. I, I already like the Sixers as, as a potential title team, even with the current situation going on. I think they're a good basketball team. But if you put Jalen Brown with Joel and B, I mean that that would be that would be fun. The the trade I really like for the Sixers is James Harden. That's who I like. I like I I, I like I like James Harden. I, I, like I think Daryl Morey likes that trade too, but I, I don't even think it's a trade. Maybe it's a sign-in trade at the end of the, at I like the, end of James, the season. I like James Harden. I like James Harden mm. more so than Jalen Brown. All I right. like James Harden. I, I, that's why if you're saying, I don't think that KD likes the idea of that, but yeah, I, I like. I don't think KD does, but <laughs> but this is what I see about this. I don't want to get too far off here because we got yeah, we got to get out of here. But yeah, let's quickly. Brooklyn, if Brooklyn doesn't win it this year, what's their window? Panic, panic. Yeah, okay. it's a panic. No, I, I, that's, what, that's what I'm going to say with Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm going to allow Brooklyn because KD is going to do what KD does. Played great in Toronto. I thought that was cool. Goes back to the place he tours Achilles and has an amazing game. Okay. That was poetic. Okay. James Harden. James Harden can still score the basketball. Yeah. And he's rounding into shape. Did you see he got a he got an and one the other night and he started doing prayer hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> James Harden is finally getting in, into shape. Yeah, he's getting into shape because uh-huh. I'm not gonna forget. See, I'm not gonna forget how hard the haters want you to forget. Trip. Yeah, they, they yeah, want I'm you not. To see when see when I was young, I could do 30 minutes in my sleep on the treadmill. As I'm getting older, 30 minutes seems like an eternity now. Yeah, James Harden missed all of training camp last year then he gets hurt last year the reason James Harden is struggling let's just tell it like it is James Harden is not in shape we know James Harden is not in shape everybody knows James Harden how the one thing I I like about James Harden I've played with guys like him okay maybe they couldn't score to the extent that he could score with his mentality James Harden is a guy that plays himself into shape that's what he does hmm he, you can tell, you can look at his body and tell he's not doing much over the summer. But once he gets in shape, and what I love about James Harden is he loves basketball. James Harden is the guy take, that you and I would call at 3.30 in the afternoon, and James Harden is probably busy doing something. And I said, hey, James, man, there's a run going on. Hey, LeBron is over here. K- KD's over here. John Wall's over here. He would be like, what? Where, where's the run at? And he would, he would go to the run. He loves basketball. He is just beginning to get in shape. James Harden probably in the second half of the season is going to return back to form. That's my prediction for James Harden. Yeah. That's what yeah. he can't. He just can't. He's just not in shape. And he, he, wants to be, he wants to be a free agent. So if you're Philadelphia, I well, think you, he, you wait yeah, he doesn't summer. want to be a free agent. This is what, what he, he wants. Says. James Harden. <laughs> let's call it like it is. James Harden loves being James Harden. I know. That's why I think he, he needs to be a free he, agent. He, he wants his own to be, pitch. James Harden, you know, all these ideas of winning sounds good, right? You know, oh, yeah. man, I'll do whatever the team's take. No, you won't. <laughs> That's not true. How do I know this? Yeah. Because you know what? There, He's got a little synopsis to him. Needed. He's got to do it his way. Yeah. There's only one thing that's needed if you want to win a championship. Play defense. That's it. Yeah. You can tell. You can look at a guy's 
second and third effort on what he would do on the defensive end to tell you whether or not the guy really wants to do it. Because everybody can give a second, third, fourth effort. Everybody can. Now, the idea of going to Brooklyn is better was better then than what it sounded like now. But now what he really wants, he wants that ball back in his hand and he wants to score 30 a night. Yeah. That's what he wants. Yeah. He won't say that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it like I see it. Yeah. No, it's true. And and James and, and Harden guess wants what? that ball back in his hand. And guess That's what? what he wants. The other the, I mean his job, like you said, his responsibility is to facilitate for the other guys to get theirs while the main guy Kevin gets his. So, it's a different role. Yeah, if Kyrie was there, he'd be getting a nice easy 20. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he, you know, you he can you can't guard him one on one. Yeah. He'd be getting 20 in the sleep, 27, 28. He's okay with that. But 15, 16? Mm-hmm. Oh no. Us talking about has he lost it? Oh no, no, no. That it, <laughs> he, no, no, no. That it. <laughs> that is no, it. That no, is I, it. I'm just telling you. I can look at it. I yeah. can look at it and tell, he's not going to say it. And I'm not saying he is, but James Harden right now is a he is what we would consider right now a disgruntled player, a player who's underperforming because I know he can get 25 in his sleep. Yeah, and what you have said from the start of the season was that the Philadelphia 76ers with Ben Simmons, they're waiting for that disgruntled star, star and then they try to get that star, that star to come to Philadelphia. And they that star could be James Harden, James it could be Dame Lillard, it could be Bradley Here, Hill. Here's the narrative right now. Jalen Brown. And so if if Brooklyn loses, you hear it here first. Yep. You heard it here first. If Brooklyn loses, let's say they start losing. Let's say they are... 10 games or so over 500 or whatever. It doesn't look like they're going to win the Eastern Conference. Start looking at trade deadline for them to trade James Harden. Mm. Because they're, they don't, they're not going to go into free agency. Without knowing say, he's locked in, yeah. It, it, they can't. Yeah, it's too much of a risk. Too and, much of a risk. And if they, and if they trade James and get a, a significant piece back that can be a, an all-star, so to speak, and Kyrie Irving, that situation gets resolved, you still have your second star with Kevin Durant there, so you still have two top players in the league. So you have yeah, enough of a formula to win a championship by you know usual standards. James Harden wants that ball back in his hand. That's what <laughs> you know, y'all can say all this other stuff. He wants the ball back in his hands. I agree. I think I think everyone, including James Harden, would agree. I want to have the ball back in James. Like, yeah, I don't want to see James Harden as a facilitator. Like, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I I want to see James Harden getting third. I want to see James Harden and Steph Curry just scoring 35, 40 points. That's what I want to see. And I think, you know, obviously next to Joel Embiid, James Harden would be unstoppable. James Harden. Let's just be if James Harden goes to the Philadelphia 76ers, I will double down again and say that I'm sick of watching James Harden throw lobs to like Bruce is it Bruce Brown and these guys? Bruce Brown, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I like Bruce Bruce Brown. Brown. I love Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown plays hard, da da da. Guys like what, six three, six four? Playing power forward. But I would love to see James Harden throwing alley oops to Joel Embiid. And Matisse Tybal and that'd be fun. See now that's a different ball game. Mm. See that's a, I would love to see him playing a screen role with him and 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 and, uh, and Curry. Yeah, Seth. Yeah, I would love to see him. You know who's playing well? The kid from Iowa State, um, George Niang. George Niang. Is that's Midas's favorite player. He loves Niang. George Niang is playing some good basketball right now. Doc so loves I him. think James Harden. That team is made for him. I think I need that 30 points a night from him. Yeah. 
I need, I don't think I need he takes Eric away. Gordon to sign with the Sixer. You know what I mean? I, I need I need I, all those I, guys. I, Send I, think, up there. I, I love it. Okay, I know we're just going on and on, but no, I, I like would it. love to see him there. All right. Well, uh, BJ, anything else? I mean, this has been fun. I think I think we mapped out some things in the league. You know, we got to talk about some things. Got to you know, we didn't get to talk about some of the rookies. I want to talk about Evan Mobley, but we'll do that later. Um, is, Man, is, <laughs> we need another show. I need another special show on Thursday to Evan Mobley. All right, you know, Tate. I love me some Evan Mobley. You did from the start. You, I mean, so, we, you and I talked. He should have maybe been the number one pick, but you know that was obviously hey, politics hey, involved and things like that. But I, 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 no politics, Evan <laughs> Mobley. No, I, no politics. No politics here. No politics. <laughs> I think he's the number pure. one pick talent. There's no doubt Evan, about that. Evan Mobley. I saw Tim Duncan as a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm going to remind people this kid is supposed to be a sophomore in college. This is the first Evan Mobley. Mm. Don't let's stop comparing him. He's the first Evan Mobley. He's doing this in the modern era. And and Tate, I and I'm gonna say this, Tate. The bigs are gonna be the last to figure out how to play and make a contribution to small ball. The reason I'm saying that, Tate, is because these bigs have to play small ball where they don't really know how to play it. Mm. He's the first one that is no, that he knows grew up how in to it. play. He gets it. Yeah. Yes. And he will be the first one that will make a significant contribution in this small ball era and will probably take the game back to the bigs. Because right now, you're seeing a seven footer, a seven foot guy or seven one, whatever he is, play the small forward position and defend LeBron James. I'm not saying he can guard and stop Kevin Durant or any of these guys, but he can match up with them. Mm. I watched the guy go get 26 and 9 in the garden as a rookie. Mm. Okay? He is a major problem. And all of this offense, because we just talked about his stats. You know what he really is, Tate? Mm. He's he could be the best defensive player in the NBA. Now I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> he, he, I like that. I like he, that. He, he could he could be. Now I know why they were trying to get him in Oklahoma to play with Shea Alexander. Because Shea Alexander and Evan Mobley, you could have put a bow on the who's going to win the championship for the next. Because those two players together would have been unfair. Mm. Let's, let's leave that right there. <laughs> I see you on Thursday. I'm going to watch some basketball. I'm going back into the cage. Hey, college basketball starts tonight, BJ. Coach K's last season. I'm going to leave college basketball to you. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's your world. That's your world. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stick to the game. <laughs> I'm gonna stick to the game. I don't have time for that. But you know what? That. I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got. I got to stick to. The hey, well, game. Hubert Hubert Davis's first game tonight too. I got. Okay, pull for I'm rooting for Hubert. I'm rooting for Hubert. You <laughs> know right, what cool. I mean? Appreciate I'm rooting that. for Hubert. But that wasn't a foul with Scottie Pippen. <laughs> that wasn't a foul. <laughs> so, so let Hubert know that. But I'm rooting for Hubert though. So it's all good. All right, well, there you have it, BJ. Anything else before we get out of here? Man, with it water, Tate. We got to make waves, and we will see you later in the week. Push it.